Shut up and sit down. Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Oh, we didn't get Sean to do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him next time. We'll get him next, next time. time. We'll get him next time. I needed a rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we needed the, the the instant replay. So, anyways, we're here in uh, we're in Mission Valley, right? Yeah, yeah. This technically, is Mission West Valley. West Mission Valley. Yeah, yeah. We're, this is kind of a Bermuda Triangle, but yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. You got the five, the eight. You got yeah. everything right here. Old Town, Point Loma, PB. And yeah, Bayho. you can throw a rock to each one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're here with uh, with Sean Courtney. All right. How's it going, Sean? Good. Also known as? The Mortgage Doctor. The Mortgage Doctor himself. And the doctor is in. And the, and the doctor, doctor is, is in. Nice. He's charging like us, it. by the way, like 200 bucks an hour. It's <laughs> <laughs> coming you out of your pocket, though, right? right? Yeah, we're insured. We're insured. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. So, uh, you know, I want to tell a funny story how, how Sean and I actually kind of met. Right, so um, back in the day, we had this game truck company, right, rolling video games, and your wife actually booked the game truck for one of your kids' birthday parties, right? Yeah, she's a, she's a player with the uh, Phobe and PTA. Oh yeah, so she's uh, she she was a good connection to have when it, when we had the game truck. So you know, five six, I don't remember how many years we had the game truck, and we sold it. We decided we we wanted our weekends back, <laughs> so I was gonna get back into real estate, and I decided to go through my. Uh, client list on the game truck to you know start reaching out and do some some real estate contacts and I got in contact with Erin again and she's like you need to talk to my husband <laughs> and that's how Sean and I ended up getting together yeah and uh, we kind of hit up our in and outs every uh, at least a couple times a year right yeah. and yeah, yeah. Uh, talk business and and see what's going on keeping our pulse to the market Life, and going the market through that. everything yeah for sure so Mr. Loan Doctor tell me a little bit about yourself how'd you get into the game yeah, well, I, uh, you know, I have a, a bachelor's degree in psychology, which, you know, goes a long way in some ways, Huge. but in some ways it doesn't. So. Well, in our industry, yeah, it's pretty much yeah. almost on anything. So, yeah, I, I, I've always been in, in marketing and sales and business development, and uh, but mainly it wasn't consumer-facing. It was a lot of B2B type stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, was kind of between industries, like I was in the dot-com industry for a long, long time. That one obviously bust cratered yeah and then so you know in all my infinite wisdom i decided to get in the mortgage industry in 2005 uh which also you know, <laughs> kind of went the you same went way from bust to bust <laughs> yeah so this time i'm like no nah, I'm, I'm i'm muscling through this one um but uh yeah just I, I think it was a good combination you know this industry of my I, you know i like to think about things technically i like to solve problems um but ultimately i'm motivated to do that for people mm-hmm. um and people that i care about and so this industry's um you know, been been great for me in that way. You know, I've I, I've learned through uh, my family, my my grandmother, my parents. Um, you know, home ownership has really been a backbone of of our family's stability and our fi- family's financial stability. And so I see that for uh, working families. You know, my my parents were were working people, 
And so, um, you know, I see in San Diego that things are, uh, it's very expensive to live here, whether you rent or own. Um, and and I, I just see working families who don't own ev- eventually get pushed out of the market or get pushed out of the neighborhoods that they, yeah. they've that raised they their families grew up in, in originally, they grew yeah. up in. Uh, and if they don't own, then, then they end up kind of getting pushed around. So yeah. um, I feel like that's, I, I want to be an advocate. I want to be an evangelist for those families to be able to stay in the neighborhoods that they've cultivated and and grew, grown up in and, yeah, and, and been it, a part of. It comes down to a little bit of education, right? Like when when people who have been renting their whole lives and you're trying to tell them that home ownership is the way to go, you kind of have to sit down and explain it and do a little bit of math. Show them the numbers a little bit, right? If you buy a house today, you buy a house at $300,000. This is your mortgage payment. It's fixed for 30 years. You know, what happens when you hit the fast forward button? If you look at your rental contracts, they almost all have a 3% annual you know adjustment so you're always increasing at least with inflation so you look down the road your rank could be you know you might only be at you know eighteen hundred dollars a month right now but fast forward you're gonna be at like five thousand dollars a month and you have zero interest you've been paying somebody else's mortgage the home that you're in could appreciate over time which mostly over time it does happen right we do hit appreciation you would have an asset with a higher value pay it off and you've had a fixed monthly payment like understanding that concept is huge for people who are considering getting into real estate at any some at any point right right so that's that's the average person and i think you know in in previous conversations that we've had that's one of those things that we you know that is a staple in the in in what we try to put across to people who are trying to get in and you've dealt with a lot of people who haven't been 100 percent qualified the first time you talk to them right (laughs) well and not that many people are you know i think people kind of feel like they shouldn't talk to someone like me or someone like you as a real estate agent until they're ready Mm -hmm. well but but part of the value that we offer as a professional is to help them get ready right so whether that's two days or two years or 20 years sometimes people just aren't aren't at the point yet where it it either makes sense for them or they're qualified to to get a loan right so, you know, that's where I find we actually give the most value to our clients is in that, in that planning phase. Um, and, 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 you know, the other part you talked about, the education piece of, um, you know, we live in a market where real estate's always in the news and, and you know, it's, it, it sells newspapers or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, like, so, uh, you know, home prices are up, home prices are down, it's crashing, it's going up. You know, they don't think about property that way in the Midwest because it doesn't do that. It just kind of stays steady. But if, if we look at, a long enough window of time here in, in our market, maybe that's 10 years, T- take any 10 year period, doesn't matter, I don't care. Go go back to like when, whenever they started keeping records in the 20s and 30s, it doesn't matter. It always goes up, it goes up steadily. Consistently and Yeah, steadily. I mean, it's, it's kind of this, when you look at it in a year or two years or three years, you see a lot of these little spikes, yeah, well, but you average it out, San Diego is a micro market, right? Compared to the whole country. Right. And we're more like a heartbeat where we have large peaks and valleys. Yeah. But everybody else, you're right, it's pretty steady, which is why, you know, when we look to buy rentals, we don't look to buy in California because it's hard to time the market. Right. It's hard to get in. It's very expensive. We like to buy in places that are pretty steady. And that's pretty much the rest of the country. You're 100% right. I think, I always think that, uh, Real estate in San Diego is like the Ferrari of real estate, right? <laughs> Everybody wants to get in here because they're so quick to make a buck. But then, you know, 
and we're entering into a big change right now. Inventory is going to start to increase prices. You're already starting to see price reductions. So the Ferrari is cool, but it can crash really fast at the same time. Right. And so, you know, having I 100 percent agree with you. There's there's too many ups and downs to be able to like time it correctly to be able to get into this market the way you want to. So and, and having people to get ready over time. You're right. I think a lot of what uh, clients look at as being able to qualify is do i have enough money for a down payment and in today's market they don't even have to have the whole amount put away there's so many programs out there that you know that i'm sure you guys work with that we can get them to that point uh, i think bigger issues tend to be their habits like um your credit line for example you have a lot of a, a lot of debts you have a lot of student loan debts you have auto loans or you have credit card debts or dings on your credit because you haven't paid stuff i think those are the things that that people tend to kind of gloss over and the down payment, we can, we can come across that at some point. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that I see or hear is people thinking that they need to, or should wait until they have 20% to put down. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's certainly great if you have that and you want to apply the, that, those funds in that way. Um, but you don't have to. And, and a lot of times for people, it, it doesn't make sense to wait that long. It makes sense to get in the market because you're not going to save fast enough to keep up with where the market goes. Right. Um, just because of the prices of homes. Um, you know, you're going to pay a little bit of a premium, but it gets you you in the game. And it's not about, as a home buyer, it's not about timing the market. It's not about buying. It, it's about you're either going to rent or you're going to own. Yes. So which one makes sense? And, and just because market values may be high, that doesn't mean it's not a good time to buy because if you're renting and your rent's going up in our market five to seven percent every year which it's been doing for the last 10 years so what if you bought even last year when it was supposedly at a peak you still could be in a better position now because your rent's just it's going to keep going up oh dude 100 percent. so we i bought a home in in 2013 right i think it was 2013 when you got out of the navy yeah that's yeah, right 2013 we paid three hundred fifteen thousand. Right. The mortgage payment was like nineteen hundred bucks um, when we decided we were going to sell that house because we we're going to look to, you know, kids growing up and need expanding, whatever. So we were going to sell it. And the the thought at the time was we'll rent a place, sell the house and then we'll just kind of keep looking. And when we find our house, we'll go ahead and buy the house. Man, I went looking at apartments. My mortgage for a four-bedroom, two-bath house was $1,900. I was going to rent an apartment, a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment for like $2,200, $2,300 a month. I was like, that's ridiculous. Just just in those in those few years, that cost, and, and it's been increasing since then, right? Yep. That was about a year ago. Yep. We happened to, you know, find the place that we wanted, and, and, and I didn't have to rent. But just, you know, coming to the realization that rent is expensive, yep. and it doesn't go down. I've never heard a landlord say, hey, you know what? The market's coming down. Let's uh, lower your rent. That doesn't happen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? And it doesn't matter even in the real estate crash. You know, the real estate crashed. Rents went up because now you had all the now the rental market was flooded of all these people who are being short sold and foreclosed. Um, you know, I think we have to start thinking about our market and look at San Francisco, look at Los Angeles, look at those kind of markets where they just are used to everything being expensive housing wise. Yes. And we, we have the same challenges in San Diego that they have in San Francisco, limited geography. It's expensive to build. It takes a long time to build because there's a lot of regulation and environmental stuff. we're all in California. Well, we're in California, and it's nice having quality of life, 
maybe there's some room for reform on that. I'm not really on one side or the other of mm-hmm. the, the political spectrum in that on that issue, but. Um, but it does add time to the it's, clock, right? It's it, it's it's this is where we are, right? It's an attractive place to live because of all the lifestyle, weather. There's a, we're the seventh largest economy in the world if you look at in it that way. In the world, yes. Right. So I mean, there's California has a lot going for it, and people move here every day, mm-hmm. right? Like people are leaving because the cost is a is a lifestyle factor as well. Um, but regardless, the people who are leaving, people are they're, they have no problem selling their house, right? No. So yeah. Someone's here. here so, someone's here to take their place, which increases prices, right? But I, I like what you said, where it's not really. If you're buying a home to live in, there's no real downside to buying, because um, I think it's it's one of those misconceptions when the market goes up and when the market comes down, having a value, right? Having a, a, a perceived value. It's there's a difference between what your home is worth and what you actually sell it for. Right, because because when you buy a home and maybe you buy on a higher end of the market, you you're we're still you know when you're buying to live, we're more concerned with what's the monthly payment, can you afford the monthly payment, and that's what it's going to stay. The value of the home after that, it, it, who cares? It can go up in value, and what difference does it make? Right. You're not selling, you're not leaving. It can go down in value. What difference does it make? You're not selling, you're not leaving, but we. But we have this, you know, ego thing that happens to us when the market goes up and just as bad when the market comes down. Right. And those that's I think where people kind of make that misconception of should I buy right now? Oh, it's not a good time to buy. But you're throwing money away in rent. You're paying right. a lot more. You can do this if you want to. Right. It's just do you want to make the choice to actually go out and get it done? Well, the, the some friends of mine, other loan people post a great thing on Facebook the other day. Like you think interest rates are high, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they were going up last year. And so we were in the fives. The interest rate on rent is a hundred percent. So <laughs> Exactly. There is no never heard that. I never heard that before. That's, that's fantastic. True. That, that's absolutely true. You're throwing money away essentially. Actually, you know what? You are the greatest investment that your landlord has had. Right. I mean, you, you know, and, and, and I, I think there's a there's a time and place for renting. It, it's good. It's flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about fixing the faucet. But but for people who are in a stable situation, they have stable jobs, stable income, stable business, stable, stable family situation. And, and if you're going to live, be able to live in the same place or own the place for two to three to five years, then, you know, I, I can make an argument, I think, for owning in almost every case. Um, you know, that, that said, I think really the decision to buy or, or rent is a personal choice. Like for each oh, person, yeah. you've got Ultimately. to really sit down and, and say what makes sense for you, what are your needs, what is your family's needs. Um, and, and that's kind of the way we approach it. But by the same token, if you didn't know any better, because we have, a, I mean, I've come from, you know, my, my family has never really been uh, affluent when we were growing up. We, we just weren't. You know, my, my mom's side of the family, I mean, first generation in this country you know what i mean like getting green cards and getting citizenship like that's the generation we came from Mm -hmm. so um you know having you just being able to pay rent and put a roof over your head was winning right right? and so and and i always grew up thinking that i always have to do at least as well as my parents if not better right and so now it's a it's a different ballgame for us i think now you know we've got they because of their sacrifice they were but even then 
because of their sacrifice, we were able to have a life here, first of all, and then second, have the opportunity to own our little piece. And even then, generational, generationally speaking, my, and my grandparents were like, you need to buy a place, right? You know, black gold, this dirt that you're holding in your hand, this is where wealth is created. This is where wealth is held. You need to go out and get your piece. And so, you know, having that put in our heads, I think, is one of those things. We bought our first house when we were 20. Right and that on. was because my parents kind of like, you know, they, they pushed us. My, my, my parents weren't huge on, you know, being money driven or anything like that. But my dad was one of those that put it in their head that, you know, we're going to push you in a direction and, and you're going to either learn and run with it or at least we gave you the opportunity to learn, <laughs> you know, your, your right. piece. So he got us hooked up with somebody and, and we... They said, you know, get this information, and we did it, and pull this document. Whoops, sorry, dropping your pictures on here. <laughs> pull these, you know, pull these documents, and we we got them. And then before we knew it, you know, somebody gave us the keys to a house, and you know, we're twenty years old, and we're like, wow, you know, we did it. Yeah. But that that story for me always, you know, I always think of other people. Like, if a twenty year old kid can do it, you can do it too. Granted, it was a different market. It was two thousand three, right. so all I had to do was fog a mirror. But the point is, you know. You can do it if you if you so choose to, like you said. I mean, it's it, it, it does come down to, you know, being at least telling them that there's another option, at least showing them that, look, this is where you are today. We've ran your credit. We've uh, we've assessed how much you have in the bank. You this is what you're qualified for today. But if we do this, if we do X, Y and Z, this is where you can be. And we can do this in so much time. Right. And, and providing that information and at least being there and following up with them, because that's kind of the other part. Right. I mean, in, in loans, just like in real estate, when you talk to a client, it's not a one conversation and done. Right. This is a, a you talk to them, you get some information, you develop a plan and then you start to help them work the plan and you check in with them regularly, regularly, regularly until they're finally in a position to you know, finally make the decision. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a big life event, right? Like owning that home that's a top 10 life event probably for you. Yeah. Like that memory, everything around it, the, the, the weight of that decision that you guys made. Um, you know, other things on that list is like getting married, mm -hmm. having a kid, you know? So, I mean, some of those things, like for most of us, like getting married, it wasn't like, oh, I met this person and like we got married the yeah. next day, you know? It's <laughs> like, well, I'm going to get to know him a little bit. I'm going to kind of feel this out. We're going to try some things. Maybe we'll move in together. Maybe we'll, you know... Just like let our relationship develop and, and, and home ownership is similar. Like you've got to, you're going to take counsel, right? Like someone may get introduced to me. I think we want to buy a home, but then they're also going to talk to their friends. They're going to talk to the people in their lives that they trust, their, their mm -hmm. parents, their grandparents. Um, you know, they're not going to make that decision lightly. So that that's okay. That's good. It's a, it's a good thing for there to be a process because, um, you know, just like the escrow period, right? So like people get into escrow. And their escrow is a process, right? It's yes. it, it's a big decision, and so there's things built into that process, both legally and logistically, to protect all the parties involved in it. Yes. Yeah, so, so hey, get an inspection, get a get a professional assessment of the value of the property, get your loan taken care of, yeah, um, and you have outs in case things don't work out. Right. Yeah, and that's that's a a big thing that uh, we educate buyers on. I'm sure you do the mm -hmm. same when you work with your clients. Is like, you know, hey, you're you're, you're engaged. 
you're not married yet. Yes. Like in 30 days, you're going to be married. So <laughs> when next, you sign your paper, yeah. you want to sign your name on the dotted lines. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're committed. An engagement is still a commitment. Yeah. However. You can still walk away. Right. Right. So, so, you know, and, 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 and you've probably had the experience. You walk in a property, it looks great, but then you get that physical inspection or you get an appraisal and you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we need to. There's something going on behind these we walls. We need to think here. about something yeah. else and maybe, yeah. and maybe go to plan B, but. Um, yeah, th- that's the big thing is just helping people understand where the mileposts are because I think a lot of times they get intimidated by the process and they, you know, there's the, the numbers are so big and, you know, it's such a big thing that they've built up, um, you know, in terms of being part of like the American dream and, you know, yeah, all, the, yeah. all the things. A lot you, of emotional attachment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it, it has a, like you were talking about with your, your grandparents and your parents and, and likewise with mine, it's, it's something that, um, you know, financially, it's where you're ultimately possibly going to raise your family. Yeah. Um, you go back and think about, like, you know, I think about my parents. They've owned their home in Poway for 45 years. You know, I think about the Christmases I had there. I think about family dinners. I think about growing up on that street. You know, I mean, you're you, that you're you're at the beginning of that mm-hmm. when you're when you're buying that house. You're thinking about my life is going to be lived here. Yeah, my kids are going to have memories. Their kids will have memories. Yeah, yep. no, it's, it's my my kid's gonna skin their knee on the on the sidewalk right yep, there, and yep. I'm gonna pick them up and tell them to get back up. It's you crazy. Know? So you know, when you think about that, nostalgic or or futuristic, it doesn't matter either way. Right, it's, <laughs> it's weighty. Pretty, it's weighty. It's a big decision. So you said you got into business in 2005, right? Yep. Look, things are gonna change here very very soon. Yeah. So being having come from that, what what do you see? You know similar patterns that are happening uh things that are changing in the market what do you see out there that's that uh could be informative yeah i mean yeah yes and no so i mean we're, we're definitely not in 2005 in terms of the the wild west of mm-hmm. loans you know as you said you yeah. bought in 03 you know it was, it was a pen and a pulse right so like if you could say you had a job and someone else could verify maybe you had a job then you could get a loan winner <laughs> yeah so i mean the, the the good news for like the stability and for for everything is um you know since 2008 we've been under actually underwriting the loans right like making sure people have the ability to pay all, all those verifying kind of, employment right yeah so all those kind of things so so what happened in in 2009 and 10 and 11 is not so much that the market went down but the market went down and people were in all these loans that were designed to, to fail. Mm. So they were in these loans that payments were doubling, sometimes tripling, and people are people had other options, right? So rent was still pretty low then. And so so someone like for example, we had we had a condo, right? The condo was costing us thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars a month. To rent it, we could only rent it for like two thousand. So we could we could go rent a house that was better for our family's needs for like 2500 so a lot of people short sold foreclosed you know they walked away from homes like now you're talking about trying to go rent a place like my mortgage payment i, I couldn't rent my own house for what i pay my mortgage it would be you know almost double probably right right so and i think that's where the the market's going to stay stable you know I, I don't see like the the all the factors that led to what happened with the crash um, what I, what I do see is, is rates are going to kind of maybe continue to rise. Prices are going to level off. Ultimately we're in a market. There's got to be a, a buyer for a seller, right? right? And so most buyers function on down payment and payment. 
and what can they what they can afford and and nowadays with the loan underwriting there we're making sure that we're not putting people in a situation where they can't afford their payment at least based on what they're showing income wise um so i i think we're you know we're in a healthy market in terms of i don't see like crazy stuff happening but i think that um you know in terms of like from the inside baseball part of it like for real estate agents for mortgage people um we've got to really show value we've really got to give our clients um expertise guidance and and value and giving them a good experience and helping them make these life decisions in a way that um, builds a legacy for them and their family yeah i think i think with this market change we have time actually you know like it, it was different you know last year even where you want to go shopping for a house we're going to go see and you have to put an offer like you have to make a decision right now and you have right. to put an offer right now because there's going to be three or four of them on this particular unit mm-hmm. and i think that is is changing now we're going to see you know homes sit on the market and and you know maybe not six months but we're going to see a market change where well yeah that's that's, you? i think that's my ringer there we go. <laughs> I thought it was his. So, uh, but now we're going to see a change where where things are not going to sell. You know, you're not going to get offers in two weeks, three right. weeks. You might sit for a month, and you might have to actually do some showings and open houses and actually put in some work to market the property the right way. But these are things that uh, an agent needs to make sure that they 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 let their sellers know ahead of time, right? This is the process. This is the new market that we're entering the time of the, you know, the aspirational pricing where we're just going to stick a price tag on it. And, you know, don't worry, it'll sell eventually for that much, or if not, you know, 10,000 over or whatever, that time period is kind of gone. You're going to see appraisal issues. You're going to see inspection issues. (laughs) You know, I'm, it was crazy to me at some points in the market where you don't need an inspection because it doesn't matter. You can't request for repairs. Like that's ridiculous. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's cheap insurance. It's like just n- the knowledge of, well, so California, San Diego, like we haven't had a big construction boom really since the seventies. You know, it started to happen before the bust. We had all these condos and all the stuff being built in oh three, oh four, oh five, but the lion's share of the property in San Diego is forty to fifty years old at least. Mm-hmm. So, she's old. Yeah, she's got issues. She's, you need to know what those issues are. Yeah, I mean, not just that. You're you're gonna start seeing. Here's here's the other thing that 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 I think is a major factor. The population's getting older. I mean, I read a statistic, and now the statistics might be like you know six months old now, whatever. But they were saying twelve thousand baby boomers hitting age sixty five a day in this country for the next few years. It's a lot of people. A lot of people enter retirement and they struggle because they, they their whole routine changes and they get older, they have health issues, they die off. And now you have these assets that are going to turn over to kids and, you know, th- another list of reason of, of inventory, another reason of how to approach uh, potential clients. I mean, all kinds of different things, <clears throat> excuse me, all kinds of different things that could be altering what the market's going to look like, could be affecting inventory. You know, I mean, that's all insider, you know, real estate professional, mortgage professional type stuff, but things to think about, right? I mean, that's a, that's a huge market. I was having a conversation the other day with, with uh, somebody when we were doing the podcast, Jason, and we were talking about that Zillow instant offer program. I mean, that's one of those things where having that, having that kind of program available, because you might live in Florida and your parents pass away over here in San Diego, you don't want to come over here and deal with it. You're going to have one of those, you know, instant offer programs come help you out, you know, um, 
dispose of the property and then move forward. I mean, those are all different things that could affect the way things go. I don't know. I mean, yeah. what do you- well, I think I think kind of talking about Zillow, I mean, I think technology is going to be hugely disruptive in a lot of ways in our industry if it hasn't already been. Um, part of it is we've got a younger generation who's much more DIY, right? Like all this information is out there. Oh, yeah. When I was a young person, like I had to go to a library. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I wanted to learn about stuff, now we have a, a computer that's more powerful than what put the put the man on the moon in the palm in our, of your in our pocket, and yeah. everyone has one, and and we're connected to the world's biggest library, and we can find out anything. And so, um, the professionals we have to be able to react to that in a way that we're contextualizing all that information that's available. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can go on Zillow and I can look at properties and I can see what's for sale and I can roughly see the price or, or Trulia or Redfin or any of those kind of sites um, or, you know, realtor.com or, you know, it's all out there, right? So the, so the clients are coming to us with way more information than ten, even 10 years ago, yeah, um, even five years ago. So we've got to be able to give them the context to make the right decisions for themselves about the timing. Is it, a, is it right for you? If, if it is right for you, what are the parameters around that? What is your, what is your cost? Uh, what is your price range? And then, you know, when you're out on the street with them, what's the right property? Mm-hmm. So what, what are their needs and what's the property that's going to suit those needs best? I love that. I mean, they, I tell my students all the time, like you have, you're growing up in the, there's, there's so much out there that you're, your education now, in my opinion, shouldn't be, you know, memorizing the information. The information is there. I think there's more value in being able to decipher all everything that's coming at you like a fire hydrant, right? You're getting so much information. What is relevant to you and how credible is the information that you're getting? Right. Because th- that's a big difference. You, If I want to know anything, I Google it, right? Mm-hmm. I actually get kind of irritated sometimes when people are like oh how do you do this here let me google it for you that's how yeah. i would do it that's how i would figure oh, it out right? oh, there's, there's, i'll send you a website there's a you can send them a link and it, yes. lit, it literally will like like here's the link about how to do it and they click the link and it shows them like google.com and then it types in their question in there and then it clicks search <laughs> I, was, I was gonna talk about the same thing it's uh l-m-g-t-f-y let me google that for you yeah <laughs> So that's what it is. It's uh, L- LMT or whatever, whatever I just said, uh, dot com. <laughs> Let yeah. me Google that for that's, you, the acronym. Yeah, and that's, that's the biggest thing is, is you, you, the information is there. Now you got to provide more of a value. Now, like you said, put it in context. Give them, you know, why, why is that Zillow estimate not as accurate as you think it is? Right. Or this is why this happens. I mean, the right. why is much more important than what is. Right. Like I can I, I love those DIY things or or uh, my favorite are the uh, the Pinterest. Right. Because they have the, the Pinterest fails. That's kind of what can happen in pretty much anything. Right. You might see an awesome looking cupcake on Pinterest and it looks amazing and they have the step by step on how to do it. And then you go out and do it and your cupcake looks like poop. Right. right? I right. mean, that's kind of that's kind of what can happen if you try to DIY everything. Yeah. Everyone has a skill set. Everyone's a professional at something. And even though there's a wealth of information out in Google, sometimes you still need that professional to come look and guide you through something that they do on a regular basis. My thoughts. Yeah. No, I mean, I used to work on my car when I was younger, you know, just from a cost perspective because Mm -hmm. I kind of had to to keep myself on the road. But, uh, you know, you couldn't go on YouTube and say, oh, here's how to 
change a carburetor on a 1979 Toyota <laughs> pickup truck, and now you can do that, and it makes it a little easier. Um, but that said, I don't, you know, I take my car to the dealer because now it's like this electronic thing and all this stuff. And yeah. It's like, you look under the hoodie like, well, that doesn't yeah. look familiar. <laughs> and, I, and, and, the, and the value to me and my business is, is why, you know, I'm going to go do work that, A, I don't know how to do. It's going to take me forever to do it. You know, like a lot of the IT stuff or just the things I would do around the office before. I'm like, this is a huge distraction. Life is not infinite. You yes, know, my, yes. My work week is not infinite. Well, like, not just that. You value yourself at some point, right? Yeah. Like you make X amount of dollars per year and you break that up. You can find what your hourly rate is on average. And if you're going to weigh that cost, right, it's going to cost you, what, three hours to figure it out and do it yourself versus you could have paid somebody, you know, a hundred bucks to do it. Yeah. You know, wh- where's your money? Where's your time best spent at? Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, break it down and really understand why paying someone a professional to do it right is is much more valuable than taking the time to figure it out yourself yeah you'll feel good yeah your ego will feel better yeah, yeah. i did it cool but was it worth it really <laughs> right one well, the cost of messing up right like oh yeah you know i can do some things around the house where if i mess it up i mess it up and you know i've got to embarrassingly admit to my handyman or my contractor like yeah. hey man yeah sorry it looks like this because i started to do it myself but um you know with real estate or with home ownership like people make mistakes you know people do things and and, they're costly and and they're and they're costly and they're difficult to unwind yeah for sure how we doing on time man uh we're over but you know all right all right well i want to make sure we're conscious we always get chatty we do get chatty we do get chatty (laughs) so uh last couple things i want to make sure i give you the floor to uh you know let anybody know how they want to get in contact with you if they need to get in contact with you and then of course who do you think would be a good uh, show guest to give us some yeah. some valuable information? Well, so if you want to get in touch with us, if you want more information about mortgages or you want to talk to the mortgage doctor, you can always call our direct line, which is 619-692-3630. That's our office number. It's right there. Um, also, if you want to learn more about us, you can uh, Google us. You know <laughs> Google me. <laughs> and uh, read our reviews. We are We are well-reviewed everywhere. And we take that reputation very seriously. We want all of our clients to have a five-star review. Um, if we don't think it's going to be a good fit working with you for whatever reason, we'll refer we'll you to someone front, else. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, we, it doesn't. It doesn't. If you're working with us and getting a two-star experience, that's not good for anyone. So, no. Um, so we're we're careful about that. Um, and then my shout out was that. Yeah, mm-hmm. your shout out. Yeah. So. My, uh, the street attorney, my, my person. So so one something that I feel is very important, I don't think people do enough of, is take care of your legacy. And so uh, trusts and estates and, and making sure that if something were to happen to me or to, to you guys out there, that you, your, your affairs are buttoned up. So Sandy Isaac, she's with uh, Priovalos, Lewin, and Heslop. Uh, she took care of uh, my family's trust uh, twice. And uh, she's just she she's an angel. I see her work, and I see her really take care of people when they when they need it most, um, and really help them preserve their legacy so that when they go on, um, their heirs and the, the people they care the most about are really taken care of. So I, I think she'd be a great guest. She she's done a lot of uh, radio. She's got a she's, you, there's there's regular Sandy and there's radio Sandy. Oh, <laughs> so you, I don't know if you po- podcast Sandy. I don't know how no, that's gonna no, go. But. We'll, we'll, we're gonna definitely reach out to her and we'll we'll yeah. check that out. We'll yeah. give it a trial run, see what happens. So so she's great. She knows her stuff and uh, she she's a fierce advocate for her clients. So I recommend uh, you guys talk to her. Love it, love it. 
Well, uh, thanks for being on the show, taking yeah. time out of your schedule. I know you're a busy man. Doctors always are. My pleasure. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, all about, it's all about giving good care, and, uh, and I appreciate you guys coming in. This is a pretty amazing setup. I'm, I'm very impressed. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, if you guys ever want to reach out to us, Hernan at csfirst.com, James at csfirst.com, or you can uh, find us on social at Business Bros Pod. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.